0: Welcome to Light Church. We're so glad you could join us for this weekly message. We hope this message leaves you feeling inspired and equipped to be all that you were made to be. Yeah, listen, can I have that paper? Um, We bought 30? We bought 35... (laughs) You you won't be grateful for a pastor who remembers numbers like that. We bought 35 of these. And honestly, we've sent them around to because we have a digital community as well. We have people who join us on Zoom and whatnot. And uh, we sent them and mailed them, mailed them my mum and dad, mailed them some people who are thinking about joining us. And I, I felt to encourage you guys today. It's very easy, isn't it, to look at large influential places. You can think of them in your own mind. And to feel like what you do maybe isn't adding value in any, in any way. And I've been a part of a few things that God has done personally and corporately and in collaboration. And the power, couple of things. Number one, the power, collaboration is a superpower, and um, you guys are extremely collaborative in your community. And I really believe that that will, um, that will therefore give you a greater influence for the kingdom of God. God Himself is collaborative, He's God in three persons. Now, wild. Why would you do that? I mean, who knows? We've, the people have hurt their heads trying to answer that question for a long time. But it's the collaborative nature of this. And I want you to know that you are literally as a church globally making an impact with the sound and the, the, the not just the sound of the gospel, but the method. Right now, the church across the world is scratching its head, trying to figure out new methodologies for an experience a really incredible message. And so this might feel like quite small to you guys, but I want you to know the ripples of it. And like Dan said earlier, um, are are causing ripples across the world, San Diego, Manchester. I mean, I know where I'd rather be, but like, (laughs) actually Manchester, I'm not just saying that. but, But it's, you guys, I want you to know, do not despise the day of small beginnings. Don't despise the small thing that you guys are doing. And I want to say to some of you, there is space in this church for you to take a step forward into something that God wants you to do next year, something that burns within you, some passion that you have, some kind of goal, some kind of like collaborative thing. You don't have the whole picture, but you have something of a desire to do something extraordinary. And I was reminded just while we were singing this morning of a time where I get quite emotional about it. I'm a very emotional man these days. So if you're not used to crying middle-aged men, I probably best get a coffee. I'm going to cry. Um, uh, in my bedroom on a council estate in Mid Wales, 14,000 people in the town, my bedroom wall was plastered with posters of musicians who t- traveled the world, and I. I remember the wind was so strong that it would, would single glazing and it would bend the window like it was wild weather. And I just looked out over this nothing landscape and I remember saying, God, I want to do music. I want to do something extraordinary for you. I have no idea how you're going to do it. And I want you to know that if there's something even within you that's like a deep cry, I want to do something significant, but I only live in Kirkham. Like that has never ever stopped the purpose of God. That's never prevented it. Jesus himself, born in a feeding trough on the backside of nowhere to an unwed mother. You know, what I mean the scandal of all of that. And yet, that was the foretelling. That is the ushering in of the kingdom. And I want to encourage you today. Do not do not look at your circumstances. I just feel really strongly to encourage you with it. Do not look at your circumstances. Step into the obedience. The best I could do was by <laughs> I went I went halves with my dad on a £75 guitar, £37.50. Uh, he made me pay the 50p as well. Tight beggar. I bought a Fender Gemini 2 with an electric and I started leading worship. And I was so nervous to lead worship, not like these guys who are killing it. I, I would sing and then when I w- didn't want to sing anymore, I, mean, I didn't want to look at people. So I just used to turn around. Because you carry on with what you're doing, I'm doing my own thing. And then when it was time to sing a around. no stagecraft whatsoever. And yet God has done, like, we're planting a church in Manchester. And it's just amazing. Like, I'm not saying that to big myself up. I'm saying that to, if God can use a Welsh person off a council estate in Wales, what can he do with you? All right? That was all, that was all nothing to do with what I planned on saying. Here's what I'm going to talk about for 25 minutes. Um, um, I am going to speak for 25 minutes because um, there's a clock at the back. It's massive, and I can see exactly. I mean, you can hold me accountable to it. I'm, I, me and Claire, uh, we're launching a church with some amazing people in the city centre of Manchester called Kingdom Company, and uh, we're believing in a, in a sort of, we're experimenting with a new way of doing ministry called radical transparency. So radical transparency means I tell you exactly what I'm going to tell you, then I tell you it, and at the end, I'm going to tell you what I've just told you. So that there's no mystery. So in 25 minutes, we'll be done. And here's what I'm going to talk to you about. Then I'm going to talk to you about it. And then we're going to be done in 25 minutes. That sounds like a deal. I'd love to go to that church, wouldn't you? <laughs> you know, when you go into church and you're already thinking, what time are we done here? Because I'm really hungry already. I'm finished in 25 minutes. If Dan wants to preach after that, that's up to him, but I'm done in 25 minutes. So I'm going to look at a famous passage of scripture from Isaiah. Some of the words are going to be up on the screen, but I realized I sent it across. It's not Chris's fault. Chris? It's not Chris's fault that the small letters today, that's me, I sent it across. So I will read what's on the TV screens if you can't see it. We're going to look at Isaiah chapter 9, and then we're going to look at the meaning of what, the the real meaning of peace. And we're going to look at the scripture and the biblical word, which is, anybody guess? Okay, tough crowd. (laughs) I'm joking, I'll explain it to you. We're going to look at and explain the impact of Jesus and the peace that Jesus brings in our life. And how we can make, you can leave this room, like we prayed it this morning, different. I don't need another church meeting. I've been in church all my life. I don't want to rock up sit and listen to somebody for a bit, sing some songs and leave the same, I'm done. I really want to be different and impacted. I think you should come to church with an expectation that my life will be better after this hour, 15 minutes. I think it's a realistic expectation. So let's see if we can make it happen. I'm gonna tell some stories about my family because they're not here and I love telling stories about my family when they're not here because they won't let me post on social media anymore. And right at the end, we're going to pray and invite the peace of God to invade our hearts. And so that's what we're going to do in 25 minutes. You ready? Here we go. Um, Have you ever seen um, Kung Fu Panda? Isn't it an amazing franchise? I love everything about Kung Fu Panda. Know Some people are not sure. It's a a DreamWorks series. It's an animated panda played by or voiced by Jack Black. what's not to love about that jack black animating a panda or voicing over a panda and um he's searching for the elusive um elixir to calm his anxious soul he's an anxious fidgety panda he can't get peace with himself he's constantly like and it's a beautiful thing because all around him people are going on different quests to, for significance and value. And um, there's this amazing character called Master Shifu. Anybody remember Master Shifu played, voiced by Dustin Hoffman, I believe. It was just a perfect casting. And at some point, Kung Fu Panda, who's a little bit clumsy, he's a little bit like, he's big, he's heavy, he's like, rumbles around a little bit, being a bit awkward. And he happens upon Master Shifu being really incredibly elegant. Who, And Master Shifu catches a raindrop and through the power of some sort of thing, drops this raindrop perfectly onto a leaf, and it's just mesmeric. And Kung Fu Panda, I think he's called Po, Po says, wow, how did you do that? And Master Shifu says, inner peace. And, and Poe says, cool. Inner peace of what? Like it totally goes over his head. He has no idea what's going on. Something cool has happened, but he doesn't really understand how it takes place. And I don't know about you. You see, if you see peaceful people, if you hear the prince of peace or peace be upon you or the peace of the Lord is always with you or something like that. I don't know if you've ever seen that stuff. And it almost passes us by sometimes because sometimes the reality of our our own life is anything but peace. Like my insides are like a washing machine some days and I need to sit still and go, what's going on in here? I need the peace of God. And the wonderful thing about um, this passage of Isaiah is it talks completely about, it's a prophecy. It's a basically God's special message sent through the prophet Isaiah, 400 years before Jesus was born, telling the kind of story that we need to hear today, telling about the kind of person that Jesus came to be to us. The difference that he makes, the difference that he made throughout eternity and throughout history is encapsulated in this scripture. For you'll know this if you've been a few Christmases around the sun, you know what this scripture is all about. For a child is born to us, it says in verse six of Isaiah chapter nine, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. That's not like a local counselor. That's like a comforter. And a listener, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Check this this line here. I'm going to get emotional. His government and its peace will never end. Think about that. Whenever we encounter the person of Jesus, we are already going to encounter an increase of his peace, of which will increase and increase the more we allow his governance in our lives personally. What? Our great heritage as followers of Jesus is that we can know lives of peace in increasing measure. I know. <laughs> it's like a giant exclamation mark over the. <sighs> and the real amazing word is that, or the, or the amazing truth about this word peace here, is that it comes from a Hebrew word. You will have heard it maybe. It's called, we're going to see the next slide. Thanks, Chris. Called Shalom, peace. And shalom is not just peace we think of sometimes as an absence of war or an absence of conflict. But shalom actually means whole and complete. Wow. With nothing broken or missing. Wow. That's the kind of peace I want. To shalom a relationship means to restore the relationship to wholeness. Man, how many? I've got a couple of relationships, if I'm being really honest. They need some shalom. Shalom. I need maybe to shalom them. I don't know, can one shalom something? I don't know how it works. To shalom, I don't know. I feel like maybe I need to shalom some things. There's a couple of things that need to shalom. I had to shalom with my son the other day. I had to restore. It's not just enough that we had an argument about something. I have to, as a dad, I have to bring restorative peace to our relationship. That's part of my job, not just as a father, but as a Christ follower, is to actively make peace in situations. Like we had to go into tricky, tricky situations. Some of you have got a gift for this. You are almost advocates. You are able to walk into a room or walk into a difficult situation and make it better. I want to say a huge thank you to you. It's a superpower. It's a, it's a gospel-authorized spiritual thing. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. To shalom a relationship means to restore the relationship to wholeness. But here's what Jesus... I want to look at the big picture, and then I'm going to break it down into personal things. So here's the big picture of what Jesus came to do when he came as a baby to earth. Number one. Thanks, uh, Chris. Next slide, buddy. Jesus came to bring shalom between God and humanity. Up until Jesus came, there was no ability. Our relationship had been broken in the Garden of Eden. There was separation between us and God the Father. And Jesus' birth, his death and his resurrection allows us to live in a restorative relationship with God, which means we now live in an unbroken relationship, whole and complete, with God the Father because of Jesus' birth, death and resurrection. Super important. This is why this prophecy in Isaiah is so exciting, because he was foretelling something that was going to happen that Christmas morning. It's just a joy. So many beautiful things happen because of Christ's shalom peace. Jesus came to bring shalom between God and humanity. The second thing he came to do was Jesus came to bring shalom in our relationships with others. You know, one of the big ideas in Jewish history about shalom is like to 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 hold a complete picture of something. That things can be complex, but that but to shalom something will to be to bring to restore that which was broken. And I've already talked about man. We need to be people who fix broken relationships, and so allow the peace of God in our hearts to overflow into our relationships with other people. Man, I tell you what I've been married for. Well, help, Claire's not here, so that's a relief. She can't correct me. Let's just see if I can remember how long I've been married. You're watching a man do maths live in his head. 20, 20, 20. let's say 24 years, live maths. You're welcome. And um, one of the greatest things I've had to learn to do as a as a human man is say sorry. <laughs> And repent, which means to turn away. <laughs> and literally turn around and go the other way. <laughs> oh, man, I'm such an idiot. And um, I had to pay therapists and counselors. I paid a lot of people a lot of money to learn how to be a better shalom maker. But it's important work, isn't it? Because it's such important work. Because if we've learned anything over the last two years, man, it is that what's important? People, relationships, families living in peace with others, being able to connect with. I'm gonna see my family all under one roof. This, I'm already getting emotional about it because we, you know, we've been apart and separate for so long. And it just doesn't feel natural and right, and it isn't. And yet, I don't want any part of my relationships with my friends and with others to be out of shalom, I want. So I've actually started writing letters to each of them. Because you know we're not a house, in our house, we don't do speeches. But I'm going to do some speeches this year. I'm going to tell some people how I feel about them because it's important that we know, isn't it? And just because we've never done it before doesn't mean it's wrong. Last one, thanks, Chris. This is very, very important for us, especially if we harden ourselves sometimes. Jesus came to restore shalom within us personally. That inner peace that Kung Fu Panda was looking for could not be found (laughs) By Master Shifu, it could only be found. It's fictional, obviously, so you'll have to extend the metaphor with me. Just go with it. But the idea is that we can only find peace within ourselves through our restorative relationship with Christ Jesus. He says, doesn't he, a few times, we're going to finish with this scripture, but he actually says at one point, come to me, everybody who's tired and weary. One translation says, are you burnt out on religion? Yes. All the time. I don't need more religion. I need relationship. Come to me and I'll teach you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, and watch how I do it. It's one translation. I won't lay anything ill fitting or heavy on you. So powerful. That is Jesus' commitment to us when we follow him. You're not going to struggle. You're not going to labor. God's going to teach you through the person of Christ how to walk in peace, carrying that burden of peace. Peacefully. All right, there's three takeaways for us today that I think could really help practically in our in our life. Number one. I've got fifteen minutes left. I've got an eye on the clock, don't worry. Peace is a person, not a location. I was speaking with my friend yesterday. We went for a walk in Media City, very, very windy and wet. And um, he's doing a trip with his wife. Once in a lifetime they're going to the Maldives. Whoa, have you ever anyone been to the Maldives? No. No, but you would like to go though, wouldn't you? There's a few of you. Uh, I instantly Googled the Maldives and I, and I gotta be honest, I do like my friend. But at that moment, another emotion rose up within me. Might be envy. I don't know <laughs> what it was called. Like what? And then you realize, you think to yourself, well, if I was there, you know, I'd lie on my back. I'd just drink, you know, complicated drinks with umbrellas in. I might do a bit of scuba diving. Surely I'd be peaceful in the Maldives. Huh? Have you ever had that thought? Peace is somewhere else, wherever you are. <laughs> People come to this. I thought I was driving into Florida. I didn't I didn't even know this was a thing. I was like, where am I? <laughs> this is like Lancashire's Disneyland. <laughs> what is this? People come. To center parks and they come to places like this for a break, and there's nothing wrong with a break. But sometimes we can look for peace in locations and in bottles and syringes and online, and we can look for place we can look for peace, and the peace is a person. Peace is Jesus Himself. Isn't that amazing. He's the person, he is the Prince of Peace. He's like, I'm love as well. If you need love, I'm it. Wild. Peace is not a position not just, peace is a position not just an emotion what jesus died to give us is a positional peace what i mean by that is um we are constant we live in a state of forgiveness now if we follow jesus which means our sins past present and future are forgiven now we still need to apologize but we know that we receive forgiveness because we are already forgiven we know that now peace positionally because christ died to give us peace he is our peace in one translation, it says it's broken down the walls of enmity between God and humanity. Basically, we're now connected again to God the Father. Now our position is peace. So we can live from peace as a position. We can turn up in peace to a position. You might have a complex Christmas plan like me. There's a couple of people on that list you've got a visit. You're not 100% sure you want to be there deep down. You can arrive to that position. There's a member of I'll tell you the story. There's a member of my family who I have vowed never to be on my own in a room with them. It's just weird what happens. They start saying things that annoy me and wind me up. And so I have a responsibility to learn how to guard my peace. So I've made a little vow. Don't tell anyone. I won't say if it's a man or a woman. Because you're going to start going through Facebook. That'd be weird, wouldn't it? It's, is it this one? No, I'm not going to tell you. There are people, there are relationships that you need to put a place a boundary around in order to guard your peace. That's totally fine. Jesus did it, remember? He did it so many times with people who were trying to get up in his face about stuff and he was like, no, stay over there. That's absolutely fine for you to do that. But when we can go into complex and difficult situations, being peacemakers, actually, carrying the gift of peace within us and standing in peace in a tricky situation that is our heritage and that is our inheritance you can do hard things in the name of Jesus because you have Jesus inside of you so maybe we're going to pray at the end and maybe there's um a, a, a like a, a a situation over Christmas that you're kind of dreading a bit I'm going to pray, we're going to pray together that you have a revelation of the peace of God in that moment so that you can walk peacefully into a difficult situation. And then finally on this one, peace is a consequence of life in the spirit. People say, how do I be more peaceful? How do I have more peace? Do I need to chant on a rock? Do I need to light more incense sticks? Do I need to just avoid saying hard things to people? Because often people think that peace is the absence of conflict, but that isn't. Jesus asked us to make peace. Imagine being a peacemaker in the Middle East right now. Peacemaker in Ukraine. How do you do that? You don't avoid it and put your fingers in your ears and pretend it's not going on. No, you go towards it and you bring something restorative into that situation. Maybe there's a situation in your life that you're thinking, I've got a couple. There's a conversation is on its way. I know it is. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's not there yet, but I reckon a couple of years time, we're going to bump into each other and we're going to have to have this conversation. You all know what I'm talking about. I wish you could see your face is what I can see right now. Lights have gone on in the room. And I, you don't have to rush those conversations, but it is really important that when we do have those conversations, that we are in a place of peace in order to be able to have them and don't have them until we're ready and in a place of peace. But it's a consequence of life in the Holy Spirit. So the more that we choose forgiveness, the more that we, like in Galatians, it talks about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. There's no law against these things. The more that we endeavor to be guided and led by the Holy Spirit, the natural fruit is going to be peace. The natural fruit is going to be an overwhelming, just you're a nice person to be around where maybe before you were tricky. I had a reputation, (laughs) totally deserved reputation for being moody. And I had an ability to step into a room and clear it. You ever know those people? They just come in like that. And you go, oh, nah, I'll probably leave it to be honest. People just disappear, and I would clear the room and I'd say to Claire, my wife, I was like, where's everybody gone? She's like, Matt, nobody wants to be around you. Why? What's the matter with me? I would make this face. She'd say, You're not, you're just in a bit of a mood. <laughs> Difficult to believe, I know. But what I needed to do was create an increase of peace in my life. Just keep following the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit do its work. Say sorry for the things I'm doing wrong. Round and round again. We keep going round and round every day. Within a year, I'm a better person. It's the Christian life, fam. That's what it is. I want to read you something. Um, Oh no, where is it? Checking the clock. I think I've got time for a little anecdotal story. Um, we got this text message from somebody in our group, in our launch team, and um, they brought their child to our uh, team meeting. And uh, this is what she texted us on Thursday: just a message to encourage you all. I brought my teenage daughter to the service for the first time on Sunday. I. I did think I'd need to bribe her with an offer of a pretzel and some cheese at the Christmas market afterwards. Interesting bribery. <laughs> but she said yes before I offered those. Phew. How many of you, like, you know your kids, you know what you need to bribe them with? 100%. <laughs> it's expensive these days, though, isn't it, bribery? She said to me this morning, I'm going to ask my friend if he wants to come with us next time. I think he'll like it. And this, late, this girl is maybe 13. So her mum says, what do you think you'll like about it? And she said, it was really chilled and not stressful. <sighs> this one gets me. And they were all really kind. Oh, man, imagine if we all went to a kind church. After, and her mum writes, after belonging to a church for 20 years, this is a massive deal for us to find a new church family. Our church was all she'd known it's been a difficult few months, but I'm grateful for these little nudges from God that let me know we will be okay. Like, I love the worship in this place. I love the music in this place. And it's phenomenal what you guys are doing. But if you think that it all starts up on here, you, 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 it's not true. It starts where you guys are sat. Kindness, everyone can do that. <laughs> Just peace, everyone can do that. Not meeting a stressful person, everyone can do that. That's all of our jobs, right? Now, beautiful text. oh man imagine what that means to her and to bring her daughter to church to be able to feel that stuff it's just such a joy in it peace is a consequence of life in the spirit and i feel like the society that we're reaching into right now anxious freaking out if it's not covid it's world climate if it's not cancel culture it's something else we don't know which way to turn or who to look could we be people of peace Could we be shalom people? Could we be people who could step into brokenness and literally be so full of the peace of God in our lives that we can bring disunity to a pace of peace, that we can be, like the gospel says, ministers of reconciliation. I'm going to close slightly ahead of time. I want you to know that. I made a promise. What's the last one there, Chris? Yeah, this is beautiful. What do you usually do? Do you get the band up at the end? Yeah, guys, you want to come up? I don't know. Can you play the last song that you played? It was great. I am leaving you with a gift, says Jesus. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is, I should say a gift. That's my bad typing. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. You cannot find it anywhere else. It's irreplaceable. It's uncopyable. The peace of Jesus is for each of us. And it's a gift that he leaves with us. A peace of mind and a peace of heart. Don't be troubled or afraid. The peace is a gift of God to us. And then it's our job to manage the peace. Maybe you need to put a boundary around some relationships. Maybe you need to put a boundary around some Keyboard activity. Maybe you need to put a boundary around some things that you feel like saying. Me and Claire have this thing. Do you remember the travel? I'm old. Do you remember the travelator in uh, it was called I forget what it was called. It basically, all the gifts were on the travelator on this game show, and it would all go past, and you had to memorize all the things that went past you. Right? We call it a travelator, and sometimes people will say things to us or will provoke us, and we just say let it just go past your window just let it just go past don't say anything great you kept your peace I know that person put something on Facebook or Instagram that proper vexed you but just let it go past just don't say anything let it just slide past you like a traveler let's pray um, you don't have to stand up and then I'll ask Dan to do what needs to be done Jesus, we uh, first of all give you thanks and we give you praise for your shalom peace. Perfect, complete wholeness, not lacking anything. And we live in a world that is not there right now. And I pray right now for every single person that they would know your shalom peace, that they would step into a a greater expression of shalom peace this Christmas time this advent season would be a time for them to relinquish and let go of the things that are making causing dispeace and causing strife within them lord and i ask that you just right now holy spirit move amongst us and show us areas of our life where you would like to step into and bring peace if it's a relationship if it's a budget if it's a finance if it's a an apology that we need to make if it's a um an encouragement we need to give somebody. Some of us are stressing about jobs that we've got and we want better jobs and we don't have jobs. Would you step in, Jesus, and take care of that? Some of us are anxious about health. Some of us are anxious about um, loss and the future. We're freaking out about death. We're freaking out about all kinds of other things. Jesus, would you step in with your shalom would we experience your shalom help us experience shalom peace today in all that we do And so we um, offer those things to you that are causing us this peace and we remind you today Jesus you said the peace of God will guard our hearts and minds but also that it's a gift that you've given us we could sing and as we sing we'll just respond to whatever God wants to do you've been listening to a weekly message from Light Church. if you would like any more information you can find us online or on social media thanks for listening